how I usually put it is because most people don't think they're fearful, but if you've ever stopped yourself from doing something because mm -hmm. of a perceived negative consequence, then that in itself was a fearful decision. That's just how you know, right? It's like, am I changing, right? Or mm -hmm. am I altering myself or how I do something because something that I don't want to happen will happen? Then that's how you know you're responding in a fearful manner. Let's go! Welcome to Becoming an Epic Being with your host, Sukoon. As an advocate of conscious living, my mission is to help you young adults navigate through the confronting issues of your generation, question conventional beliefs, and choose authenticity, because that is where your true joy lies. Each week, I dive into raw conversations with inspiring guests who have undergone big shifts and are here to offer you the tools to do the same. So get ready to step up your game and jump on the ride as you begin the journey towards the next stage of your self-evolution. Hello everyone, I have Ben Harris with me today and we are talking about how to transcend limiting beliefs and conquer fear, which is something that might be relevant to you, unless of course you're superhuman. But Ben is a fear alchemist and an intuitive guide. And he's also the host of his podcast, The Fear Alchemist. But above all, his work is so deeply rooted in love that he's a testament of what possibilities arise when you love fear and trust your inner knowing. So I'm pretty sure that in one way or another, this conversation will help you get to the other side of whatever it is that's holding you back. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Awesome. How are you? Very well. Great to meet you. The fear wonderful. guy. <laughs> yes. Wonderful to meet you. Helping people conquer fear one day at a time, aren't you? I love that. <laughs> just, you know, light work. Just doing, yeah. just doing what I can. Super cool. I love that. I love all the stuff you put out in the world and how you actually help people transcend their limiting beliefs and conquer fear and reach their next level of their best version that exists. So yeah, thank you for existing and the work that you do really. And Thank super you. curious about your backstory and yeah, like, I mean, what is the role that fear played in your life in the context of, um, yeah, your backstory? It's interesting. Like when I get asked this question, it's, it's a mix of things. Like it's, there's definitely part of how I'm developed, like how I'm designed. Like if you look at my makeup, mm -hmm. I'm definitely designed to feel fear differently. Meaning like, do you know what human design is? I do. So if you look at how I feel fear specifically, it's not like the most overwhelming uh, feeling. Like it doesn't take over my body and mind and it just, it's, I'm able to see it more clearly. And so I definitely have a natural inclination to work with fear. Like if you look at certain gifts that, and channels that I have, it's like, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, at least for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then if you just look at my personal life experience, of course, there's things that have contributed to that where mm. it's, um, I mean, so many different things, but like one of my first instances, and this goes into like my natural inclination to wanting to honestly always feeling drawn towards fear. I didn't know that's what it was, but even since I was a kid, I've always wanted, I thought I just wanted to be great 
And then eventually it turned into doing things that I was afraid of. And I was just unconsciously doing it. Like I was choosing it, but I was unconsciously knowing, like I didn't know what I was actually doing. And it was, I think I was like 16 years old. And at this time I had just started music. So in my early twenties, I actually had like a hip hop career. Sweet. Yeah, it was. Honestly, I loved it. It was like, that was my first instance with like, this is what I'm doing. Like there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to make it big and do it. And my first performance was in high school. And so I think I was 16, 17. And this person asked me in our high school because I put out a CD and I like sold it, you know, at basketball games and at lunchtime and in the hallways. And so someone asked me to perform at an assembly and I was terrified. Like, I still remember the feeling in my body of just being Mm -hmm. like, no, like I can't. But at the same time, like I had to say yes. And I feel like that's just the perfect example of how we all feel it, right? We all fear the, feel this exhilaration, but we also fear this terror. And to me, that's always a perfect mix of what you know you should be doing and that you're on the right path. It doesn't always have to be terror, you know, like these are usually just kind of those big pivotal moments. But for me, it was definitely like, wow, like I'm so scared of this thing, but I can't say no, like I have to do this. And so that definitely set me on a path of choosing to do what I was afraid of. And then when I was 19, my friend that I was doing music with gave me a book. And the book is essentially just to be successful, you need to be fearless. And Mm. so we we started doing everything that we were afraid of and we called ourselves fear fighters. So we would chase, like we would say, what are we afraid of? Let's do it. And wow. so that even when I was like 19, you know, like I had this feeling growing up and then at 19, I put words to the feeling. And then eventually, you know, like a decade later, I was like, oh, this is what I'm really good at. Not that not a lot of other people are. And so that's yeah, the, I mean, the click kind of happened you, when started coaching. You, you had this gift of loving to face your fear. That's pretty incredible to have that wisdom at such an early age because it takes people lifetimes facing their fears and, you know, then realizing that what's not working for them. And then they're like, okay, fine, let me make some other moves. Yeah, I think it has taken me lifetimes, but, <laughs> but <laughs> it feels I'm, like that. But I'm here and it feels. I mean, I just see it all over, like, because it's what I, you know, live and breathe. I'm always faced with my fear all all the time because I'm aware of it so much. Mm. Um, But I know that's intentional. Like I need to be able to, you know, feel, look at, give a voice to acknowledge and alchemize Mm. my own fear so other people can do it. Because I've noticed the more I do it within myself, the more Mm. like my impact or my reach like expands to more people and more situations and so like just the more i go within myself Mm -hmm. and go up and out and within like all of it is it usually it helps me be you know a better leader that's amazing but in your experience right from the time of your when you were like a teenager on stage having to perform and so on like how did you actually specifically come to transcend that fear of uncertainty or venturing into unfamiliar territory? I think when I, I mean, if you look at when I was like a teenager, it was just 
I just had to do it. It was like, I was still very nervous, but the excitement, the goal outweighed my fear. Like, because this was, it was a dream, you know, like I remember seeing like Kanye West perform. And mm. so like seeing that and then having the opportunity to do that myself, I was like, like, I can't say no. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I just can't like that would, I, I understand people do say no and that, you know, that's my work, but how I'm built is like, I just see it binary. Like if I don't do that thing, then I don't get what I want. So I have to do the thing I'm afraid of in order to receive what mm. I desire. So from what I'm hearing you say, the fear of not getting what you want was greater than the fear in the moment itself, right? That's what actually helps people. Correct. I mean, helps you transcend fear. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. And um, what in your view holds people back from achieving their dreams? What's the fear that drives them, like in your experience of coaching and so on? Like what is the biggest fear or why is fear? Sure. Let's start with why is fear there <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. Well, if you look at... in there's different levels. So if you start with like the biological reason of fear, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the very, it's the most, I'm not sure if I can use the word most, but I'll say the primary primal emotion where it's, you know, it's the first thing that we feel mm-hmm. it's like, because fear is there to keep us alive. It's a survival mm-hmm. mechanism. protection. Yeah. Yeah. And so we are physical beings. We are, people forget that we are animals. So the same way that you see an animal get scared and run, that we have that same within us. Right. And that's that same like nervousness. It's the same anxiety. Like anytime we feel stress in our bodies, it's a fear response, right? It's fight or flight. It's our body saying something is wrong. So look out, you know, there's a threat or a danger around you, but people don't, people just don't put the word fear to it because it's, yeah. that sounds pretty intense, Yeah. but because, but it is like, like anxiety is just really like fear, like, like dialed to a hundred and it's on repeat all the time. So in a quick, simple way, that's why fear is rampant just because we are designed to look out what, for what's wrong. Like we are designed to, um, we give more preference to the negative things that could happen mm-hmm. because that means danger. Protection, survival. Yeah. 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 Threatens our survival. Mm-hmm. And we don't really realize that it's like, Oh, like if I get, you know, rejected at this job, it doesn't mean that I'm dead, but now, you know, through evolution it's turned into like certain meaning, right? Certain meaning about me as a human. Like I came, I realized a limiting belief about myself yesterday and it was like, what was it? I wrote it down, but it was like, (laughs) if I work hard and don't succeed, then it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a lot of people probably have that, right? If like, oh, I don't yeah. want to do it if it's just not going to work. And that's kind of like the surface layer. And so I started digging into it because, you know, I have certain prompts and I coach myself and mm-hmm. use, I, I use the same process I use with other people. And so I was like, okay, like if I fail, then I'll be disappointed. If I'm disappointed, then it's all for nothing. Mm-hmm. If it's all for nothing, then it proves that I am nothing. And so Mm. this fear of failure and not being worth it is actually realizing that I'm nothing, which means like I'm worthless. And right. Like when you sit with that, it's like, Ooh, like that's pretty heavy. And so it's no longer just the survival. It's fear is also protecting you from feeling that feeling. That's really what it's about. So that's why I work with fear and limiting beliefs because they're tied together and the ego is protecting 
like that identity, right? So I have part of me believes that, you know, I am worthless and that I am nothing. And so it needs this to survive. Mm -hmm. And if anything, like if I, the reason why I feel resistance or discomfort when I go into change this belief, that's why it's like, we feel stuck. You know, we get in fight or flight. We feel anxious. We feel paralyzed. We feel so frustrated, overwhelmed, like all these mm -hmm. self-sabotaging and things coming come in, mm -hmm. but it's really now fear is keeping that identity alive. So fear sure. like it doesn't want me to believe like it's my, my mind and body thinks it's protecting me. Facts. My, my normal is I am worthless, which sucks. I, we all know that's not helpful. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it thinks because that's my normal, that's my familiar, it will protect that and it doesn't want it to die. And so that's why we get stuck in these loops all the time. And so you have to have the courage, straight up courage to be willing to die, right? Like that identity, that belief, that construct, that habit, that pattern that you have, mm -hmm. you have to be willing to break that. And breaking that brings up a lot of discomfort, which is fear at its root. Wow, that definitely resonated. Because even once you identify your fears, you know, we have these habitual patterns that just keep us stuck, like habits that keep us in the familiar zone, which is which becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and sabotage at its absolute best, which can be so hard to break out of. But luckily you had this foundation set pretty strong where you were like, you know what, I feel this fear, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I mean, this in itself takes so much work, but you just had this gift that I'm so in awe of. Yeah. And what could be some subtle signs of fear driving people, like the not so obvious ones? Yeah, so I already mentioned a few of them, but we, I was just talking about this one with my sister and I feel like this one, like going with the flow, it's a big one. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling right. at home. Yeah. So it's like, cause I relate to that, right? It's like definitely like people pleasers and yeah. in spirituality people, you know, it's all about surrender, but then we misconstrue <laughs> that into yeah. like abandoning ourselves is really what it comes down to. Right. And so it's like, if you're always going with the flow, and people say you're so easy going because that's definitely like in society that's propped up, right? It's like easy going, go you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, yes, there is a point where, you know, going with the flow is great, but it can also be on the extreme. And really what that is, right, is you could be just afraid of voicing yourself because of rejection. You could be, um, I mean, so many different reasons, like, like you could just be afraid of the unknown, like there's a lot of different reasons, but some of the other signs, like, so I said, like anxiety, um, anxiety, right. Is essentially like that heart beating. Something is just always wrong. Like I can't identify it like loss of breath. I'm just like cloudy and fuzzy in my head. And that's just because you're in survival, you know, it's like your body's always per perceiving that something bad or wrong is going to happen to you. So you're looking for what's wrong is going to happen, which is fear, right? It's there to protect you. Stress, like stress at work. Like if I'm like, oh, I'm so stressed at work. It's like, what you're mm -hmm. really saying is that I'm actually in a fight or flight, a survival response, because I feel like something bad is going to happen. And so I'm stressed about it, right? I'm working really hard, long hours because I need to do a good job because if I don't do a good job, then I might get in trouble. I like you can keep going down this path. So that's really what stress is too. like overthinking, 
is a big rumination one. yeah yeah what if what if what if worry like yeah you just said what if essentially you can like how i usually put it is because most people don't think they're fearful but if you've ever stopped yourself from doing something because mm -hmm. of a perceived negative consequence then that itself then that in itself was a fearful decision absolutely so that's just how you know right is like am i changing right or mm -hmm. am i altering myself or how i do something because something that i don't want to happen will happen and that's how you know you're, you're responding in a fearful manner right but i've also heard you say something very beautiful which is fear is just love in disguise tell me more about that yeah i'm glad you know all the things thanks for diving <laughs> into it so yeah i say fear is love in disguise because how I look at it is, so we live in a world of polarity. Mm -hmm. And if you look at like a thermometer, for example, because I feel like when you see this example, it's just really easy to understand. Like you see hot and cold, right? At the top is really hot. And at the bottom is really cold. But you just don't go from hot to cold. It's a series mm -hmm. of degrees, right? It's like mm -hmm. one notch after mm -hmm. another is like, it notches up into the top. And there's this hermetic principle that says opposites are identical in nature, but a difference in degree. So if you look at hot and cold, for example, cold technically doesn't exist. It's just the absence of heat, right? It's like, there is no, like, like we, you know, we like, we use refrigerators, like we use mm -hmm. like electricity to um, artificially generate cold, yeah. but really it's heat. You know, it's like where you are on the planet, how far, how far away are you, how far away are you from the sun? Yeah. That's really what cold is and depending on the season. So it's like, I look at that in the same way, like fear and love is the great polarity. So it's not that like when you compare fear and love is it's actually just the absence of love that which mm -hmm. creates fear. And so when you see the thermometer, right, it's just these different notches. And when you realize it, realize that opposites are identical in nature, just a difference in degree is that it's the same, it's the same thing, mm -hmm. just a difference in degree, but it's when you're looking at it at polar opposites, of course, yeah. it's going to be a big difference. And so fear is love in disguise for that same reason, because it's there to protect you. It's just a misguided, misunderstood, <laughs> often traumatized yeah. version because we show yeah. up in love. We show up as ourselves and then something mm -hmm. says, nope, like that's not good enough. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You get hurt, yeah. you get disappointed, you get rejected, abandoned, all the things. And so then you close up and now you begin to respond in a way to make sure you don't feel that again, which is just fear. It's survival. It's protecting you. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's actually just love because we are so smart and intellectual species that we want to protect ourselves from pain. Like, again, that goes back to like, fear is just an anticipation of pain. And so we love so ourselves true. so much that we don't want to feel that because, you know, that threatens our survival, it threatens our identity, it threatens our habits. And so it's actually a really loving thing when you look at it like that, because fear just doesn't want us to get hurt. In the same way that parents like, when they get mad at their kid, when the kid runs in the middle of the road, like, yeah it's like what are you doing like get yeah. out of the road. like and then they probably like grab them by the shoulders and like don't ever do that again it's because they're afraid 
you know, that anger is actually just at the root. They're afraid of something happening to that kid. Exactly. So it's, but it's stemming from love, you know? So it's just takes, it's a very nuanced way of looking at it. And, but when you do look at it this way, it's like, oh, anger is just protecting me because I'm afraid, right? Anger is this fight response because I feel um, betrayed. I feel something that is like some injustice has happened. And so I act out to protect myself. Mm. And it's just because it's protecting you. And you can look at it with anything in that, yeah. you know, series of polarity, the series of degrees, where it's just like, oh, thank you for actually protecting me. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't become so scary. You stop running from it because if you're always running from it, you're actually running from the solution because the solution is actually within the fear because then you actually remember that it's love trying to protect you. And then the fear just dissolves and then all there is is love. And then you can accept and remember who you are. Gosh, that's beautiful. I love how you frame that because um, I often say that control is nothing but a camouflage of just fear. And fear, of course, as you said, ties back to love and it's all related on the same end of the scale, just different ends of the same scale. And it reminds me of how people say that nervousness and excitement are pretty much the same emotion on different sides of the scale again, right? Like, So my question to that would be, how can people then channel their nervousness into excitement when they need to? Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like if you were to register, it's like the same chemicals. It's just Mm. um, like, it's the same adrenaline, right? It's probably the same cortisol that we feel in our body. It's just a different story that we tell. Yeah. It's that jittery feeling, you know, it's just a different context that we're able to tell a different story that our brain is perceiving it differently. So it's, I mean, for me, like when I'm looking at nervous and excited, kind of when I, when I gave that music example is because most people, I mean, we're built to look for like what's wrong and what's, what's going to happen to us. And typically people will say in, if like, if I imagine people have probably seen some of these quotes on Instagram, right. Where it's like, instead of thinking what bad is going to happen, think what, what is going to go right. And that's helpful. (laughs) Like I would start with that, but at the same time, my work is all about having you feel safe enough to acknowledge the fear. So I think it's like, like what will, what could go wrong? Mm. And then it's like, well, what does that mean about me if it does happen? So I feel nervous and excited to quit my job. Why am I afraid? Well, because I might fail. I might lose money. Uh, My parents don't want me to, you know, I might look, Mm. I might be made fun of people, you know, might, there's embarrassing yeah 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 you could keep going down all this stuff and so it's actually starting to acknowledge that and look what meaning that holds for you because there is like yes be positive feel the fear and do it anyway and then once you do that once you master that the next level is now looking at what you're actually afraid of because if you just keep being positive and feel the fear and doing it anyway which was me and still to a point, it's me. I realized I was just bypassing what I was afraid of. I actually wasn't feeling my fear. And like, I was just like trying to reframe it. I was just Mm -hmm. trying to skip over that difficult feeling, that difficult moment by just hurrying, trying to find the solution, hurrying and just skipping to the end. You know, like when you're reading a book and like, you don't want to go through, you just want to find out what happens. So it's kind of that way. It's kind of like that too, where I would just say, yes, 
follow that excitement, follow that nervousness and excitement. And at the same time, when you're ready, when you feel safe enough, um, start looking into why am I nervous? And then you'll be able to start looking at the fear so you can free yourself from it. Because if mm -hmm. you just continuously do the thing that you're afraid of, you're actually not overcoming it. You know, you're just actually like suppressing it and pretending it's not there. So when, when you are ready to dive into that scary part of yourself, that's actually where I believe liberation comes from. Wow, this is new for me because I've, what I've heard so far from other people on my reading material and so on, it's really about the only way to conquer fear is to just like, you know, do the stuff. But you're actually saying there's a caveat to that, which is sitting with that feeling and feeling safe enough to acknowledge it and then doing it, right? Yes. Sometimes it's not even about doing it, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's just about feeling it. Like I just got done with a group coaching program. I guided mm -hmm. a bunch of people through it. And one of the big theme, themes was all these people were definitely high achievers, like you and me, right? We're all about, let me find out what's in there. Let me try and fix <laughs> analyze, it. Yeah. Yeah. deconstruct analyze. everything. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, that's me too, right? Of like, let me analyze and mindset this problem away. When really, sometimes, like all it was, like sometimes that analyzation is just, it's a fear response because it doesn't want to be felt. Whoa, like I've actually never said it in that way before. I got to sit with that for a minute. Yeah, like that's definitely, whoa, yeah, that feels strong <laughs> because I know that's so many people of like using our analytical mind mm -hmm. um, instead of just like, no, dude, like sometimes you just need to feel it and that is the thing you need to do. And in this group, it was like, hey, you don't need to be positive. You don't need to analyze this. All you need to do is acknowledge the feeling and the fear that's coming up for you. That is actually what's going to help you the most right now. And that was a big theme that everybody, and it's scary because it's like, it's ironic because feeling the fear is scary. It feels overwhelming. It feels like you're losing control. It feels like, oh, I don't know if I can like come back from this. And so yeah. you don't go down that path, but it's one of my favorite quotes is the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So if you want to be free, then you need to go where the fear is. Wait, so are you saying that feeling the fear is enough to like conquer without doing it necessarily? It depends. So yes, context I'm, not like a, yeah. I'm not like a black and white person. It's very, nuanced. yeah, no one is, none of us <laughs> are black or white is it depends on the person in the situation. Mm. Um, but probably it's both, you know, it's both. And where sometimes it might just be like me the other day, definitely. I felt some like big, like anxiety and self doubt, like in my chest mm -hmm. and like just breathing and like truly acknowledging that feeling and meditating in it, like allowed it to dissipate and dissolve. And then I was able to do the thing. So it depends where you're at in the journey. For me, it's like, oof, okay, I feel the feeling. And because like, I'm not afraid of doing the thing. Like that's not like, I'm so disciplined in practice and doing the thing. My practice is in feeling the thing. So it just depends where you're at, right? Like yeah. if you're really good at feeling, then 
probably got to do the doing, but if you're so good at doing and not so great at the feeling, then maybe practice more feeling. Yeah, because I think half the problem is because we just like run from feeling the feeling itself because it's so bloody uncomfortable. But this reminds me of if I can say um, something I heard you say in one of your actually a whole episode I heard, too, which was about like uncovering limiting beliefs about money. I think that was so freaking powerful. The fact mm-hmm. that you just sat with that feeling and shared it with the world. And that was like real courage right there, by the way, like, yeah, a lot of courage <laughs> and vulnerability. Thank you. Yeah, to give people context, I recorded a podcast that essentially is, I think I call it uncovering my limiting beliefs about money and success. Success, yeah. Yeah, and so, because those are tied in t- together. Yeah. Like, money isn't really about money. Like, people listening to the podcast, like, yes, money can be about money when mm. you're straight up in survival. But when you come out of survival, most likely people listening to this podcast, is it's no longer about money. It's about a feeling. It's about a mm. state. And so it's like, and those things tie in, right? Like, what am I using money and success for? Or why am I afraid of getting money and success? Like people don't realize how resistant or how they don't want to actually get money or success because it comes more with more problems. It comes with more responsibility. It comes with more eyes on you. People are going to see you. Um, you could fail once you get it, you know, people are going to judge you more. There's so many unwanted consequences that come with money and success. But for me personally, when I talked about it, it was scary, but I know and that's what I need to do to, for me personally, like, I don't think anyone has to blast their personal stuff publicly, but, yeah. and it wasn't like, I was just, I definitely processed it before I got to that point. So yeah. that was like the final processing mm-hmm. is me talking about it and sharing about it with people, because I know that's my purpose. I know that's what I'm supposed to yeah. do doesn't mean I share everything about my life all the time, but I know with this thing specifically, I felt called to share um, those limiting beliefs and definitely, um, I mean, yeah, situations that probably people would not want to share about themselves. No, there's no judgment here. That was a really powerful share. And I'm so glad that you put that out because honestly, it's so relevant to so many people around the world in terms of these deepest fears that never get acknowledged because it's just so scary to do. But um, do you think it's possible to be completely fearless? Do you already know my answer? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm asking you. Not testing you here. Yeah, That's funny. Um, yes and no. So I think fearlessness is an action but really you could just call it courage, right? Like I've definitely had experiences um, both without the influence of, what am I trying to say? Like I've had experiences on plant medicine Mm -hmm. that I'm like, oh, like I am only love, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's like, but that's our true state. Like I believe what like technically fear doesn't exist, you know? So it's like, but it does because we're human and, and we're physical <laughs> yeah. beings. Yeah. But when you look at it spiritually, right, it's like, well, it doesn't even exist. It's a construct of this physical world. So it's like the same thing with being fearless is like, well, like one of my favorite questions is what would you do if fear didn't exist? Because that begins to open up like, oh, like there's so many things I would do if I wasn't mm-hmm. afraid. 
Right. If nothing could go wrong, what would I do? It's a really fun exercise. So, but I think when people say be fearless, like that's just an easy sticker to like, you know, put on a screen or on a sign. And it's just like, it's just like saying, hey, do what you're afraid of and have courage. That's really what it's saying. But biologically, it's impossible to be fearless unless your amygdala is somehow damaged or turned off. But you don't want that either. Like you want to have the human experience of feeling all the feelings. I love that. And well, you're a parent to your little son now, however that's going. What lessons do you want to inculcate in him or how are you raising him to be so that he has a healthy relationship with fear? Yeah, it's cool that you asked about that because I just wrote about this a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. but I haven't posted it anywhere. It's just me writing. And it said, like, I don't want my son growing up thinking that his dad is fearless. I want him to know that I'm brave and that mm-hmm. I feel the fear and that I feel all emotions and that I'm able to, you know, feel them fully and still act and process them and honor them and love all parts of me. Um, doesn't mean I'm perfect by any means, right? And does, don't get upset or frustrated, but it's my goal is to, yeah, like be an example for him. Like he's, I've always been a pretty motivated person, but mm. there's nothing more motivating than having a person that's like, yo, this person literally looks to you as the standard. Yeah. Um, so true. Before he chooses it, you know, like, because <laughs> we are biologically wired to look at our parents of like, this is yeah. what I am and what I should be. And so it's just definitely one of the most motivating things. Like, I remember when we first found out we were going to have a baby, definitely the first thing that came in my mind was like excitement. It's like, oh my God, like, this is going to be so fun. And then after that was like fear. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it's just responsibility begins now. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, you know, there's more responsibility of like, I can't just take a risk of, and it's not me. It impacts other yeah. people. So, but then right after that thought was like, oh, but that's why it's even more important to do the thing. Wow. Meaning it's like, I'm not like, so cause he's looking to me again. Right. So like if I'm choosing to live my life in fear, then that's what he thinks he should do. So it's like, Oh, it's actually even more important to not play it safe. So it was this cool, like full circle moment of like completely understanding when parents sacrifice everything, you mm-hmm. know, and like play it safe and work a job to provide for the family. And I understand that now, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, like I need to live my dreams because of that, like I'm doing it for me first and foremost, but now mm-hmm. there's an extra incent- incentive. So he see he can see what's possible. Man, I love how you differentiate courage from fear. That's so, so key and lucky your son to have a dad like you who's going to be like, <laughs> you him the best way, honestly. I love that. Really cool. Okay. Let's hear from the fear guy on what he thinks an epic being is. Oh, an epic being. Hmm. That's a a good question. I would say, I would say we're all epic. I would say we're actually probably afraid of being epic. So, Mm. because what comes with that, it's kind of like we were talking about the fear of success. And I was on a 
call with one of my clients the other day and we had worked up to this point. It's been a couple months working together. So we worked up into this point of like her being in her power and like just feeling safe being in that. But now like this next level is like, why don't you want to blow up? Like, why don't you like, not just the standard of like, okay, now you've gone from suppressed and repressed to like normal mm -hmm. expression. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, how do you turn up to your full, like, pew, like light yeah. and power? And there's a lot of fear that came up with that. And so that's what I would classify as epic. So I would say someone who isn't necessarily like um, your stereotypical motivational speaker or anything like that, I would say someone who is willing to step into their greatness, step into their gifts, own their power, um, and love themselves along the way as they figure out and remember who they really are. Gosh, wow. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for articulating that so well. Um, where would you like people to find you, Ben? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, The Fear Guy. I have lots of um, free trainings. I have quiz. Mm. Like, If you guys are interested, just go click on my link in bio or go to my website. It's feeling-free.com. I have a podcast. It's called The Fear Alchemist. Yep. I do um, group coaching with people. I do one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, I also have a self-guided course, which is called Fear Alchemy. So if you just want to dip your toe in before really diving into your fear and some type of coaching or there's just, I have pretty much every level that you can, that you feel ready for. So just go check out my world and what feels safe, but at the same time, push your comfort zone. Amazing. Do you have like a favorite success story you want to share? <clears throat> oh, with that somebody that I've worked with? Yeah. Yeah. Through your work. Um, let me just share. I received something today. Mm -hmm. So I won't say that I have like a favorite. I mean, there's definitely. Yeah. Okay. We'll make there's you many like, wow. Stands out. There's definitely been very many like wow moments of like, like I've worked with people who've completely <laughs> like just my favorite, I'll say my favorite thing is to help people step into their gift. So like, that's what I'm doing for this next group coaching that's coming up in next week is like help people step into their gifts. So they're, whether they're a coach, whether they're an artist, whether they want to start a podcast, like whatever the thing is, <clears throat> but they're not doing it. It's like, okay, well, there's obviously fear stopping you from doing that. Mm -hmm. So let's discover what that is, remove it. So you can start doing the thing you're born to do. That's just my favorite thing in the world. Like seeing people completely claim and own their power, their gift, their light and share it with the world, whether, you know, the result, results of that are quitting their job, making their, making their business, um, making money, doing it. There's so many byproducts of that, but I received a message today that he actually did sign up for my free masterclass on intuition. And it was cool. He said, what did he say? He said a bunch of things, but the prom, the premise of it was. I had two interviews for two different jobs this morning. After the masterclass, I ended up canceling one of the interviews and going with the one because of like from the masterclass, right? So it's just, he realized that he might've cho chosen one based on fear. 
because Ooh. he's playing, playing it safe, playing small right, right. versus this is the one that he's feeling called to, but it feels scary. So, because yeah. he has to move cities and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. that was just one I received today where it was just cool just because like, I still definitely get in my own head, you know, of like, is this working? Like, is anyone <laughs> like, is this like helping people? It's like, of course, like I know it is. But of course, like I forget, like I still get in my fear. I'm a human being. And so receiving that today, I was like, oh, okay. We're on mm, the right path. I sent her back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, it's funny because you spoke about fear, but like this chat has been oddly comforting. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your insight. Well, thank I appreciate you. you sharing that because that's the, that's what always happens. Is it's, mm-hmm. it's just so funny. It's like, I'm so afraid, but it's like, it's actually very comforting. And so if you're still listening to this, I would say that's what happens when you have the courage to embrace your fear and do just feel and do what you're afraid of. Like having that hard conversation, um, doing what you love, just feeling the feeling you don't want to feel whatever it is to you, like doing this, like what we just did. And I'm sure people Mm -hmm. can feel it too. Like it's triggering in a way, but then it actually (laughs) begins to feel comfortable. And I know that's one of my gifts too, is like, you know, allowing fear to feel safe because, you know, that's the opposite. Fear feels dangerous. It's the opposite. It triggers our survival. Um, so when we come at it with this love and this compassion and this safety, that's when we can actually like liberate ourselves from that. I mean, yeah, I can totally see you liberating people from fear because your energy itself is so safe and so comforting. So yeah, let's step into our greatness and thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thank you so much great questions and great energy and thank you for the and that's the wrap thanks so much for tuning in if this conversation resonated help spread the value by sharing with a friend and feel free to share your thoughts and comments on instagram at epic.beings also to stay up to date with weekly episodes you may want to hit subscribe until next time stay epic